Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo, host of the Raising Yourself Up podcast. And I wanted to take a minute to let you know that I have a new book that was just released. It's called The Young Adult Starter Kit, 12 Steps to Being a Better Person. It's available now on Amazon. And I also still have my Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. So go ahead and please check them both out and enjoy the show. Chapter 5. Adapting to Your Living Situation A family does not always mean blood relatives. The people who love you, care for you, and want the best for you are most important. Do everything you can to be a positive contributor and make the best of any situation in the place you are living in. No family unit is perfect. Each one is unique in its own way. Living in Chaos You may live in a house with two parents who are always fighting. Try not to choose sides or get involved. Show you care and say how much you love them both. Encourage them to make peace for the sake of your family. Make suggestions for things you can do together as a family that might bring them closer together. Go through pictures with them to remind them of how happy they were in the past. It may be that your parents work all the time, leaving you home to take care of everything. You may see yourself as the man or woman of the house right now. These responsibilities could include taking care of yourself and your siblings, helping them with eating, bathing, and getting ready for school. If you are, I commend you for stepping up and doing what you know is right. This role can be beneficial training for when you get older and also provide insight into what it's like to be a parent. Shared Custody When parents are divorced or separated, you may have to live between two houses. This can take some time to get used to. You must now pack up whenever it's time to visit the other parent. Often you may not want to go. Sometimes this must happen because of a court order, not by choice of the parents. If you understand this, it may be easier for you to accept the change. At your new second home, making friends can be uncomfortable at first, but don't let it stop you. If you focus on the positive, this change can be good. New scenery and a change of pace can be a breath of fresh air. Often, parents will do extra things to make you happy during this transition period. Take advantage of this one-on-one time and suggest doing some fun things together. If you can't change the situation, try to make the best of it. Blended Family You may be part of a blended family. There could come a time when your mother or father has a new boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, who also has children that will become a part of your family. Living with a new adult and possibly kids may be uncomfortable for you at first. You may not automatically like this person or people. If this person makes your parent happy, try to support him or her and find the positives in the situation. There are many reasons your parent may invite a new person into your home. It's important for you to understand your parent has your best interest in mind when doing this. Adults have bills to pay, and sometimes when two adults are dating for a while and getting serious, it makes financial sense to live together. Living separately, they have two sets of bills. When one person is spending more time at the other's house, it just makes sense for them to share one set of bills instead of two. When an adult has a car payment, rent, or mortgage on a house, utility bills, insurances, food, and clothing bills, it can become expensive. It's especially difficult for a single person with one job to meet all the financial needs of raising kids. Having a second income in the household can provide financial security. Combining two homes into one can be the difference in deciding where you can afford to live and what school you will attend. 
I know this can be a real challenge, but look at the big picture to see how this could help your overall situation. Respect the role of this new person. Purposely driving him or her away can make things more difficult and cause more division in your new family. Make every attempt to get to know your parent's new partner and give things a chance to work. Living with someone other than your birth parents. Whether it's your grandparent, aunt, uncle, friend's parent, or someone else who's assuming the role of your guardian, respect the adult in your life who is taking care of you. By putting a roof over your head, this shows they care. They want to see you become a better person. Let them assist you with your schoolwork and help you get an education. Think about what they are sacrificing to do this for you. Always be thankful for all the people who are doing their best to support you. Accept any resources and help they are willing to provide. Embrace what you have. Show appreciation to the people who are taking care of you. Be respectful and follow their rules. Trying hard in school, staying out of trouble, avoiding the use of profanity, and being helpful around the house are all things you can control. These are the basic ways to show you care about them and yourself. Being raised by a system. If you are currently incarcerated in a juvenile facility, have been placed in a foster home or a similar type of program, appreciate the system taking care of you. Have respect for the people who are working hard to take care of you, regardless of who they are and what your relationship is to them. If you have a roof over your head, be thankful. Many kids are homeless and hungry, living on the street. It's important to be grateful, even when you don't think what you have is much. If you are in a system right now, the one thing you can control is your attitude about the situation. If you're optimistic and think positive, you'll attract positive things to you. Focus on what you can control. Do your best to avoid making the situation worse. I saw this happen when I was in a juvenile program. People give up hope and get themselves into more trouble. It is also common for someone else to sabotage your success, so don't let other people drag you down. Getting into a fight can result in you being given more time in the place you don't want to be. Disrespecting staff members can only make your time there more miserable. Avoid letting other people's negativity affect your behavior. Dream about what you want your future to look like, then create a plan for how you can make it happen. Focus on becoming a better person in every way possible. Try to understand your situation is temporary and better days are ahead. Living on your own. For whatever reason, you may be taking care of yourself, but temporarily living with a friend. Now your goal is to get your own place to live. Before you venture out on your own, there are some things you'll need to know. There is more on this topic in other sections of this book, including the chapter on taking care of yourself and the money chapter. Let's start with creating your plan to be out on your own. You'll need to start by getting a job so that you'll have money, and you should save as much as possible. Let's assume you'll live alone. A small apartment will be a good start. For a decent place, most require first and last month's rent plus a security deposit, usually equal to a month's rent before you can move in. This amount is a total of three months' rent you will need to secure your new apartment. You may need to sign a lease for a specific amount of time, six months or a year. If you're still under the age of 18, you may need an adult to co-sign for you. Ask someone you trust who will be willing to help you in this way. You'll also need to put the utility bills in your name. These expenses could include electricity, water, gas, and the internet. Some of these require an upfront deposit also. Another option would be for you to find an apartment where the owner would give you a month-to-month lease. 
In this instance, you may get lucky and find one that includes all the utilities, which would mean one monthly payment that covers everything. It may also mean you don't have to put up the security deposit or last month's rent. You may be able to move in with only one month's rent up front. You could also rent a room in a house with other people. You would share a bathroom and kitchen with strangers. These type of places are usually cheap and you get what you pay for. I would consider this one as a last resort, but if you have nothing else, it will get you off the street. If you must start with this option, start saving immediately and be looking to upgrade as soon as possible to your own apartment. Your budget and which option you choose will determine where you will want to look for this new living space. You can start by looking in the newspaper, which usually lists rooms and apartments for rent in the classified section. You can also search online for places in your desired area. When you find something you like, call and ask questions about what type of costs will be associated with moving in, and be sure to ask which utilities will be included. You'll also want to know if there will be a credit check or criminal background check. If you have a criminal record, be honest with the owner slash leasee, and they may be more understanding and appreciate your honesty. However, if you lie and they check your background, nothing you say will win their trust back. A credit check involves looking at your history of paying bills on time. You will learn more about credit in the money chapter of this book. Not all places do these types of checks. That's why it's important to ask up front, so you don't get too excited about a new home and then learn that it's not a realistic option for you. If you have the option to live with family, stay and make the best of it. Living on your own can be great, but it can also become expensive and lonely. Whatever situation you're in, I hope this information is helpful. Make the best of what you have and appreciate the people willing to help you along the way.